there. Hi. How can I help? I was hoping you could help me figure out what classes I should take here. I can. It's just tough because I don't really know what I want to do. Okay, let's start the basics. What do you want to be? To be. Well, I used to play sports. Okay. What kind of sports? Team sports. I think I like being part of a team. So, you like art? Um, maybe. Let me ask you this. What do you think your purpose is? My purpose? I like to help people. That sounds like a pretty good purpose. What's up, Coastal? How you guys doing this morning? You guys doing well? Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is TJ. I'm one of the pastors here. We're glad that you're with us this morning as we're beginning a brand new series called The Me I Want to Be. Before we kind of begin, um, I, I just want to say welcome to all of those here that are first-time guests with us. It's our grand opening to the community today. So can we give it up for all of our first-time guests? Man, thank you for coming and hanging out with us. We, we, we love that you're here. We're glad that you're here. As you saw, we, we have some things coming up. One of those things I want to highlight is we have our She Gathering coming up on uh, January 25th. And if you don't know what She Gathering is, just let me give you an FYI. She Gathering is a women's event that's going to happen on Friday night. And it's an incredible event just for the ladies that we have all kinds of things plan for. And so as we're going into the new year, husbands, uh, uh, boyfriends, if you, if you want to be like the man, here's what you need to do. You need to go, hey, babe, wife, I I'll tell you what, Friday, January 25th, I'm going to take the kids. I'm going to take the responsibility. You go to She Gathering. I promise you guys, your life will be better. Okay. It's a guarantee. Like, it's going to be enhanced. It's going to be better because your wife is going to come back and, and your girlfriend or your friend is going to come back and just be blown up on fire and be really, really thankful that you gave them the opportunity to do that. There's actually some invite cards on your way out. We'd love for all the ladies to come up. We're, it's going to be an incredible, incredible night of worship. Some things happening out on the lawn, outdoors, and it's a night just for you. And so we're, we're pumped about that, but we're excited that you're here today. We're excited that it's the new year. And the new year always brings on some interesting phenomena because it's always in the new year do people like want to do some new resolutions. We have, we have some passions for maybe living our life a little bit differently. It's always interesting to me that none of us make like wholesale changes in life in like November. Nobody around Thanksgiving is like, you know what, I think I'm gonna go on a diet right before Thanksgiving. Like, nobody does that. They're always like, man, after the holidays, like, I need to go on a diet because of Thanksgiving, because of Christmas. And, and so nobody makes wholesale changes. But come January, it's like everybody wants to make some big, big changes. And I actually was online. There's a site called Rankers where they actually go out and kind of, uh, they, they take polls and 
let people vote on what are some different things in life. And one of their polls is, is life goals. And I thought about today and as people are going into the new year, everybody's got some new life goals that they want to have. And so I thought we'd just look at the top 10 life goals. There's actually hundreds of goals that people have voted on and it's kind of fluid and they're moving. But the number 10 life goal out there that people want is they want to have emotional intimacy. They want in their emotion, they want to connect emotionally with other people. You can tell that the majority of the people that answered this survey were women. Because if it was guys doing this survey, it would be physical intimacy as a uh, we won't raise our hands on that, but I was like, I'm just going to raise my hand for guys on that one. That would probably be maybe a little bit higher than number 10. Anyways, number nine is this. It's caring for others. You know, people's life goals is I want to I want to care for other people. I want to serve other people. Number eight is uh, having self-knowledge. You're going, man, I want to I want to uh, grow and know myself. I want to understand myself. Again, women doing the survey. <laughs> Okay, that wasn't as funny. I got a deaf, I can tell by my wife looking over there. I should, I'm going to look over here. Number, number seven, I'm going to go with having close friendships. Man, that's a good life goal. In fact, we want to help you with that life goal. Next weekend, we actually start our connect groups, and connect groups are an opportunity for you to build some relationships with people. And so next weekend, we're gonna have our Connect Group Rally Weekend, which is what we, we call, we do life here together at Coastal. It's actually a value of our church where you can connect with some other people that are following hard after Jesus in some relationships. And so number six is this, financial freedom. People's life goals is I wanna be financially free in life, no more debt. I wanna have more money than I do month. Number five, this is a big one. Pursuing ideals and passions. Man, people are, in the new year, they're thinking, man, I want to pursue my passions in life. Number four is this, intellectual growth. I could use being smarter. I don't know about y'all, but uh, that might be my goal right there. Number, number three is the big one. It's the one that most people go with. Man, and, and my goal in life is I want to be healthy. Now, what's interesting is, is all of these goals up to this point there there's there's somewhat they're somewhat measurable they're somewhat able to achieve but these last two they're they're a little different number two is this is I want to be happy I want to be happy and number one the number one goal is I want to enjoy life now when I start looking at these goals I, I go enjoy life be happy and be healthy like those three don't go together do they because if I want to enjoy life and be happy, then I'm going to eat whatever I want. But if I want to be healthy, like that's not going to work. In fact, right after service today, because it's our grand opening, we have bounce houses in the North Fields, but we also have ice cream out in the North Fields. We have ice cream sandwiches, Klondike bars, all kinds of different healthy options for you, <laughs> you, you know. Tons of sugar. I think we have a fruit bar out there for, for those of you that are on like a Daniel fast. I don't know if that actually qualifies or not, but we were going to throw it out there for, for the healthier people. But, but here's the thing. Have you ever noticed that? That a lot of times our goals seem to contradict one another. It's like I want to be healthy, but I want to be happy. And it's hard to be happy if I'm not eating what I want to eat. Can anybody relate? Is that, or is that just me? Am I the only one that has that dilemma in life? It's like... There's, there, there's, a, there's, there's a disconnect there. And so what happens is, is we all have these huge goals. We have what I would call the big dominoes, which are these 10. And we all want to see these happen in our lives. 
We all want to have these things. We want to be happy. We want to be healthy. We, we want to enjoy life. We want to be financially free in life. But, but what happens is, is we look at that and we go, man, the problem is, is I'm way over here. Like, I'm up to debt in my eyeballs. How am I ever going to be financially free? Man, I'm, I'm overweight. How am I ever going to be healthy in life? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling in relationships. Maybe I'm a little socially awkward. How am I ever going to have great friendships or whatever it may be? Or I didn't score a 1,600 on the SAT. How am I ever going to be intellectually growing? You know, whatever, whatever it is. And we see this divide there. And we go, there's no way that I could ever get from where I am to where I want to be. And what we fail to realize is, is that the way that we get to where we want to be isn't through huge wholesale changes, which is what most of us do when it comes to a new year. It's why within uh, the first month of the new year, most resolutions, people would have dropped them already. Like the first two weeks of the gym, jam-packed by day 21, day 28, February, empty again. For those of you who go to the gym, you know that. I wouldn't know because I'm not there. So it's like... <laughs> But I've been told that that's what happens. <laughs> because people fail to realize that it's the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everybody wants. What it is is it's, it's the small dominoes in life that make the biggest difference in your life. In fact, I would say it like this. It's the small tweaks that will eventually lead you to giant peaks. And so what happens for a lot of us is we look at people that have accomplished the big things in life. And we look at our, their life and we look at our life and we're like, man, I, I don't know how I'm going to go from here to there. I don't know how I'm going to make that jump because we have the big goal, we have the big dream, we have the large aspirations, and, and it looks easy for some people, but not for me. And, and so we, we struggle, we go, well, I'm never gonna be able to do it, so therefore we never start. But this is what God would say to us today, and I, I believe God has a lot to say to each and every one of us in our lives, particularly when it comes to uh, achieving some goals and dreams in our lives. And this is what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, Starting in verse 11, it says, This command I'm giving you today is not too difficult for you to reach. It is not beyond your reach. What God is saying is he's saying, listen, those things are not impossible for you. A lot of us have looked at our lives and, and already made an internal assessment that I can never get there. I can never be that. I can never do that. I can never achieve that. I could have never accomplished that. And because I can't, I won't even start. And he's going, listen, listen, listen. That's a mental problem that we've got to change right here. We've got to change that stinking thinking right now. In fact, he goes on to say, it is not kept in heaven that you must discern it. He's saying that you've got to ask, who will go up to heaven and bring it down so I can hear it? He goes on to say, it is not kept beyond the sea so far away that you must ask, who will cross the sea to bring it to us so we can hear it and obey? He says, no, the message is close at hand. It is on your lips and it is in your heart so that you can obey it. And what God is saying is he's saying, listen, the ability for you to achieve the great peaks in life is not as hard as you think it is. 
It comes down to one thing and one thing only. If you're taking notes today, it comes down to choices. Comes down to choices. And I know some of you are like, no, 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 but, but Pastor Tito, you don't understand. I'm a product of my circumstances. No, you're not. You are a product of your choices in spite of your circumstances. See, a lot of us, we want to blame our circumstances for our life, but the reality is, is we all have a choice in the middle of our circumstances. And you are a product of your choices. And I think a lot of us end, underestimate the power of our decisions, the power of our choices in daily life. And who we are today, if we're to look at our life, it is a byproduct of the decisions we made yesterday. And who we're going to be tomorrow is a product of the decisions that we are going to make today. And he continues on in verse 15, and it says, now listen. And I want to say to all of us in here today, some of us we've been blaming for far too long. We've been, we've been uh, shifting, shifting in life for far too long. And God said, hey, I'm trying to get your attention. Listen to me. Listen. Today, I am giving you a, come on, what's that word? Choice. Come on, what is it? Choice. He, he didn't say I'm giving you a circumstance. He didn't say I'm giving you a problem. God didn't say I'm, I'm giving you a dilemma. He said today, I'm giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and and disaster. See, what God is trying to let us know is that every single day we all have a choice. He's encouraging us right here, choose wisely. And the reason he's trying to get you to see the paradigm of your choices is because God knows that our choices will either make us or they'll break us. Some of you know that because your choices, some of the decisions you've made, man, it has made your life incredible. Then others of you, some of the choices you've made hasn't been quite as incredible. In fact, for some of us, it has felt like life has been broken. John Maxwell says it best. He says, life is a matter of choices. Every choice you make makes you. And see, this is what I've learned about choices is choices have the ability to compound. And, and let me explain it like this. If you've ever gone home and, and your wife loves cookies like my wife loves cookies, um, you'll go home and a lot of times you will find some Oreo cookies on the counter in your kitchen. Now, I, I've realized in life there's a choice. I can just ignore the Oreo cookies uh, or I can go, you know what, I'm just going to eat one Oreo cookie. Anybody ever tried to make that decision right there? I'm just going to eat one Oreo. And what happens is you go and you take a bite of one Oreo and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, I, I, I just say one, you know, what's two going to do to me, right? And then you take another bite, and there's like three sections in the Oreo cookie tray, and before you realize it, you've ate an entire section out of it. And so, and typically, it's the middle one, so what do you do? You take the ones from the outside and put it in the inside so it doesn't look like you ate any, right? <laughs> oh, is that just me? Okay, my bad. But what happens is, is a decision 
All of a sudden, it leads you to another decision. Before long, it's compounded, and you're like, well, I haven't ate well today because I ate a sleep of Oreo cookies. Might as well have dessert tonight. Then you wake up the next day, and you're like, oh, man, I, I woke up late because I was a little hungover from those Oreo cookies. And, uh, and, and so, like, I'm not going to go exercise today, and I'm going to eat another section of Oreo cookies. You know, and before long, it's just compounding, isn't it? Am I the only one that has experienced something of this? Come on, raise your hands in church. It's okay, you won't go to hell, I promise. We've all done that. Why? Because our choices come, not just negatively, but also in the positive. I was, I was talking to a guy this week. We've been doing early morning prayer. We're in a season of prayer and fasting as a church. And, and every Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. right in here, we open it up. And in fact, in your seat back pockets are cards that have prayer requests. You can write a prayer request, throw it in there. We'll pray for you all week long. But we, this guy showed up on, on Tuesday morning. His wife kind of guilted him into coming. And he's like, man, I didn't really want to come to prayer. But I want my life with God to be different this year. And so he's like, I came on, on Tuesday morning and then it was hard the next morning because I had such a good time the morning before. Like I came Wednesday morning and it was easier by Thursday morning. I was, I was up early. I was excited by Friday morning. He was like jacked about it. Why? Because choices have a tendency to compound whether good or evil. Whether they bring life or they bring destruction, right? And so God is trying to show us that our decisions in life will either make us or break us because every choice that we are making in life is taking us somewhere in life. And those decisions are starting to create patterns in your life that you are able to look at and go, oh, that's, that's how I've ended up where I am. And, and I know some of you are like, but TJ, I, I've made a pattern of bad choice after bad choice after bad choice after bad choice. That pattern can be stopped with one choice. Do you realize that? You can break any pattern with one single decision, and all of a sudden, you can turn a 180 in your life. And just because you've made bad decisions in the past doesn't mean you have to continue to make bad decisions today. You can start making a good decision today that can change everything in your life, that can help you to become the me that you want to be in life. Because successful people, people that have achieved in life, people all throughout the Bible have learned this, this, this pattern that happens. And it's like this. What you choose determines what you do. And what you do determines your habits in life. And your habits will create your future. So what it's saying is, is what you choose, which is, a, which is a psychological aspect. It's an internal decision. When you start to make a choice in life, all of a sudden, it's going to affect the actions that you take. And as you take those actions continuously, it's creating a habit in your life. And eventually, that habit will create your future. So what that means is that one decision, one change can change the course of your life. And today, I believe that a lot of us, we're going to have an opportunity, a decision to make of what course do we want to take. And, 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 and I found that for most people in life, getting to the finish line is not the hard part. It's getting to the starting line. Because once you start, it's easy to finish. It's getting to the starting point. 
So where should we start? If we're gonna, if we're gonna make some major changes, if we're gonna make a change in our life, and I believe God speaks directly to this in verse 16. This is what it says. It says, for I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commandments, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. And so right here, God is giving us some, some principles and some practices that we can apply in our lives. And if you're taking notes today, number one is this, is we have to focus. We've got to focus. It says, for I command you this day to love the Lord your God. What he's saying is he's saying, listen, we need to determine what matters most in our life. Because what matters most should become your priority. It should get your focus. Reminds me of a story back in 2004 at the uh, Summer Olympics. There was an Olympian named Matt Emmons, and Matt Emmons is a world champion shooter, and uh, he was in the 50-meter uh, shooting contest at the Olympics. He was, had a, a, an enormous lead on everybody else in the competition, and he was arriving to his last target spot. And as he arrived to his last target spot, he set up in lane three, and he looked down the barrel of his gun towards the bullseye target. All he had to do was hit, hit the target. He didn't even have to hit the bullseye. He just had to nip like the side of the target, guaranteed gold medal for him. All he had to do was score whatsoever. He looks down the target, and in his interview, he says, I looked down the target, and I calmed myself down. I took aim. I fired perfect bullseye. And as soon as the bullet hit the target, the red light went off. And he thought to himself, and the red light signaled that it was a miss. And he's like, how in the world did I miss? I, and he looked back, he says, I looked back down my scope and I saw that I had a bullseye. And when I looked up from my rifle, I realized that I had hit the target in lane two instead of lane three. And I went from a gold medal to eighth place. I think that there's a principle there that a lot of us fail to realize. A lot of us get so busy just taking aim that a lot of times we fail to realize that we're taking aim at the wrong targets. And we want this, but we're aimed over here. And so my question is, is, is where do you need to focus this year? Because if you want a healthy marriage, it means you're going to have to focus in life on your marriage. And I'll tell you where your focus is. All you have to do is look at your calendar and your checkbook. It'll tell me where you focus you want a healthy marriage, what does that mean? You got to focus on creating a date night with your spouse and, and making sure that you're not taking them for granted, but you're building that relationship. If you want to have financial freedom in your life, what that probably means is you need to probably go sign up for a financial peace connect group and learn how to get the B word in your life, a budget. That's a dirty word in, in, in the world right now, a budget. Yeah, you, you might need a budget and get focused when it comes to your finances. You want to have a relationship with your kids, it might mean that you don't leave work late every night, but you actually set 
a clear stopping time. It doesn't matter what project it is because your project is your family. And ultimately, if you want to have the most important relationship, you carve out time for God. In fact, the most important relationship, Jesus says this in Matthew 6, 33. It's not in your notes, but he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What that means is that when you put the right things in the right priority, everything else in life works out. And when you start to put God first in your life, all of a sudden, all the things that you want, as you make that a priority and you prioritize around it, what I would say is you put the big rocks in your calendar first, everything else seems to work its way out. And so for some of us this year, we've got to focus. And so you need to decide what are some areas that I need to focus on and reorient my priorities in life because my priorities have been out of whack. And I've been aiming and missing. Number two, he says, we need to be disciplined, disciplined. He says, and to keep his commandments and decrees and regulations. And I believe it's the daily disciplines that create the life that you have always wanted. It's the things that you're doing in life that will create that because have you ever noticed that those priorities we just talked about are always shifting in life? All of a sudden you'll go, man, you know what? I wanna prioritize spending time with my family and as soon as you do that, you'll get a project at work. And it's a choice then, like, am I gonna be disciplined in the things that I've chosen to make a priority? Am I gonna say yes to the right things and no to the things that don't matter as much? I'll tell you what, that is a success principle right there is knowing what to say yes to and what to say no to. Because every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So every time you say, you know what, I'm gonna say yes to my family, and work comes in and says, hey, we have an extra project, there's times where you're gonna have to say no to that project because you said yes to your family. You're gonna have to say no to some, some fun things. 20-somethings, man, you want to be financially free, you're going to have to say, no, I can't always go out on a Friday night and spend money I don't have with, to spend with people I don't like. You know, it's like to regret the decision the next day. I mean, that's just not, like I'm going to say no to that so I can say yes to financial freedom. It's about discipline. Discipline is doing what you need to do now to have what you want most. What do you want most in life? Choose that thing. And I know what people say, but TJ, discipline is so hard. Yeah. Not going to lie. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, discipline is painful, but the product it produces is immeasurable. And here's the choice that we all get. We can choose one of two pains in life. We can choose the pain of discipline, or we can choose the pain of regret. But we all choose pain. Just which one do you want more? And here's the thing. When you choose discipline in a healthy way, there's an incredible promise that goes with it. In fact, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at a proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give and so God says, man, you know what? The key to, to, to having the big dominoes in life follow, it's about having your focus on the right priorities. It's about being disciplined in your life. And then number three, it's about going all in. It's about going all in. 
It's about choosing, like, hey, this is where I'm going to go. This is going to be my focus. Then it's the discipline that goes with it on a daily basis that I'm going to continue down that path. And here's the amazing thing about God is God isn't just going to give you the big domino right away because for every promise, there is a premise. And in between that, in between that payoff of that promise is the process. And what God is most concerned about in life is building you, is creating you to be the person that he created you to be. And he doesn't want to do that just like, hey, I, I gave my life to Christ. See, because when you just give your life to Christ and you don't do anything else besides that, your, your effectiveness long-term is not great. So, so like, oh, I want to be financially free, but I'm not going to live on a budget. Doesn't knock it down, does it? Um, I want to have great relationships, but I'm not going to talk to people. Doesn't knock it down, does it? I want to grow intellectually, but I won't read. You think that's funny, but that's what people do. Well, I made a decision. I want to be intellectually brilliant. What God says is, no, 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 you need to focus. You need to be disciplined because what will happen is, is what's interesting is a physicist named Dr. Henry Van Leeuwen came up with this effect called the domino effect. And what he discovered is that a domino by itself is not very powerful. In fact, this domino right here probably weighs less than an ounce. This domino right here weighs, I don't know, 75, 90 pounds, somewhere in that range. But what he discovered is, is that there is a domino effect. There is a compounding effect. You know how we talked about earlier that your decisions compound? That, that when you go all in and you say, you know what, God, I'm going to focus on some areas and I'm going to choose to do those things because of the power of compounding, I can take this little domino that weighs nothing and I'll make a decision. Makes a decision, decision, decision. In fact, God says this in continuing verse 16. He says, if you do this, you will live and multiply. And the Lord will call you blessed. See, some of you are like, man, God wants me to do all this stuff. He's trying to ruin my life. No, 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 no. He's actually trying to bless your life. And see, when you put your life in God's hands, he doesn't just take it and do nothing with it. He actually begins to multiply it. As you start to get focused and be disciplined, there's a compounding effect that takes place. That's why he says, today you get to choose. What are you gonna choose? You're gonna choose life? You're gonna choose death? You're gonna choose prosperity? You're gonna choose despair? 
here's the amazing thing. He says, man, I want you to choose life. And then Jesus tells us, because of what he did on the cross in John 10, 10, that he came so that we could have life and have it to the fullness. Another one says that, that you can have it more abundantly. And so what is the choice that you need to make today? What is the decision that you need to make today that can change everything about your future? Because the choices you make today are creating your tomorrow. And God says in verse 20 of Deuteronomy chapter 30, he says, you probably need to make the ultimate choice. And he said, you make this choice, it's the choice of following me by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. He says, this is the key to life. Some of you have been searching for the key to life for a long time. And God is putting it out there. He's saying, hey, I, I'm giving it to you right here. The key to your life, the ultimate priority is a relationship with me. It's not about rules. It's not about regulations. It's about knowing me and following me and committing yourself firmly to me. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you're in here today and you've never made that choice or you made that choice a long time ago and you say to yourself, you know what, I'm, I need to make a different choice today. I need to, I realize that that God made a choice 2,000 years ago that he loved me so much that he would send his son, Jesus, to die on a cross so that I could have life and have it more abundantly. And I've chosen a lot of other things and maybe today is the day that you choose the first day of the rest of your life, a decision with Christ. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe that's you. On the count of three, I would ask you to slip your hand up. I'd love to pray with you. One, no need to be ashamed. Two, man, we want to see God move in your life like never before. Three, if you're ready to give it to Jesus, just slip your hand up real quick. I'd love to pray with you. Yes, I see you back there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Hands going up. You can go ahead and put them down. You'd pray this prayer in your heart as I prayed out loud. God, I come before you, and I thank you that you made the ultimate choice to restore relationship by sending your son. God, today I choose Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for giving me new life. God, come into my heart. Come into my life. Renew me. Restore me. Help me to get my focus and my priorities on the right thing. And to stay disciplined in those things, God, and you go all in. Because you promised, seek first my kingdom, and I'll take care of all the rest. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Listen, if you just made a decision to follow Jesus, I just want to let you know that you made the greatest decision you could ever make. Let's give it up for all those people right now. All of heaven is celebrating with you right now. In fact, right after service, if you wouldn't mind stepping by, stopping by the hub, we have some prayer team and some of our ministry team that love to pray with you talk with you, give you some resources to help you on this journey of faith. You know, this is the first choice in many choices. And we want to help you make those as really, really good choices. Also, for those of you that are here uh, as our guests here today, man, we're so thankful that you're here. I, I would like to say this to you as, as a pastor of Coastal. I, I would like to challenge you. Um, you came here maybe checking us out. Listen, you don't ever really know anybody on a first date because everybody puts their best foot forward, don't they? Right? It's like you don't really know who you're getting. So what I would say is, is give us six months. 
Say, you know what, for the next six months, I'm going to come check this place out. I'm going to hang out with these people. I'm going to get involved in some connect groups. I'm going to run the next steps. And here's what I know is if you'll do those things and you'll come hang out with us in six months from now, you'll, you'll grow closer in your relationship with God. You'll be in a community that loves you and knows you and you're known by them. And you'll start to see God do some incredible things in your life. And so I would love to invite you to be a part of our community for six months and see what God does in your life. I promise you won't be the same. Pastor.